You're listening to another Mariners podcast by the fans and for the fans with news and views on the Claret and Blues. Yeah, I know one, man. Have a listen. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another instalment of the Mariners podcast where we talk all things South Shields Football Club. My name's Chris May. Alongside me today, I've got Ronnie Pete and I've got Simon May. Welcome back, Simon, after a little sabbatical there. Um, what a what a few weeks it's been. We've almost made it 100%. Five games since we last got round the table. Um, four wins, one draw, 13 points, 14 goals scored, two clean sheets, yet still we find ourselves three points behind the leaders going into the final three games. This is going to go to the wire, I feel. But we're going to sort the wheat from the chaff over the last few weeks. And we're going to start with... Saturday's game against Baseford. So good evening, gentlemen. Ronnie, Sai. Yeah, Ronnie. So Baseford, I think what I remember about Baseford when we played them away, because we, we went down there to see them, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And we beat them convincingly that yeah. day. But I think the reason we did that is because they had a massive injury crisis. Well, they did. And they'd also been smashed the week before. 8-4 or something. 8-4. Plus... They, they gave us the freedom of their pitch. If you remember rightly, Shaw and Morse had... I've never seen two central defenders have more time on the ball. Yeah. They played so deeply in that first half, they got what they deserved. Clearly, they weren't going to allow that to happen again. They played so differently on Saturday. Yeah. They, were, they looked really good. They were, they were their number 10. I don't know if you remember him. I did. Stocky lad. Yeah. Uh, very skillful. He, their game played through him. I don't. He probably wasn't playing when we went on. I can't down, remember. Like, they looked good. They looked strong. They were they were tenacious. They didn't look like a team that aren't really playing for anything. True, um, I, I, but I do feel as though it was um, an opportunity. I feel as though it's an opportunity lost because although Baseford did play well, they were limited, and uh, we looked tired. Yeah. The Tuesday night effort at Workington on a, on a difficult pitch, where we had to really battle for ninety minutes, probably took its toll and. Hindsight's a great thing, but potentially it was an opportunity for Fenton and Picton to rotate a little bit. Yeah. Interestingly, the, we just I think the first half was a bit of a non-event. Both teams nullified each other. Mm. But Foley and Cogden were waiting to come on. So I think the managers had thought, we're going to freshen this up today. And they were just about to bring them on. And then Baseford scored. Yeah. And Baseford, the goal that we conceded... And John Shaw said this in his interview as well. They had three or four players in, in our box, and not all of them were picked up. No. So I think what John Shaw said, he was disappointed defensively in that mm. goal. It was a poor goal. And I think if those two lads had been allowed to come on before that goal, I think we could have seen a completely different game. Yeah. Could have done. Um, I think, like you say, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I think going into that game, you know, on a, on a winning run of five games. You know, you, you don't change your winning side, really. You know that that's probably yeah, the, the thought yeah. process going into Saturday's game. You know, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday is not. You know, but one thing's for sure, I haven't had the fixture backlog like this season that we've had in the past. So it was nothing out of the ordinary just to play the same side again. I think the only things that have changed in this uh, period have been you know, the strikers have changed week to week, depending on where mm. who we're yeah. playing and on what sort of surface. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the first sort of eight nine names on the team sheet has been the same all the way through, and it's worked. So it worked. you know you can't really say well, the chance to to refresh things and and and, and utilize the squad. Now we know it probably was, but mm. you know 
Yeah. We in just, the, we just in the first tired. half, sorry, Blair Adams was quite clearly carrying an injury. From from ten minutes, we were in, over that side, weren't we? We were over that, and, and what that did was the fact that he couldn't get up and down the flank made us very narrow. We didn't have the left hand outlet that we normally have, and we played. It was very narrow, congested, and because the players looked jaded, it wasn't just physical. Physical, probably a little bit of mental tightness as well. There didn't seem to be that spark, yeah. that those ideas of you know off the ball movement. Bar Daly and Lowe, who we'll talk about later, um, who still provided that. Overall, there, w- there was just a lack of of energy. Mm. Blair was cl- clearly injured, and I was just waiting for the for the board to go up to bring Darren Lough on. I can't believe he was with a penalty in the first half, wasn't he? We we it looked like he brought the. <sighs> The player no. down because normally he's got the pace to be able to catch well, those type of moves. The players were beating him for pace. He's normally got them on toast. Yes. Uh, and he just missed time one, I think, because he was struggling. Yeah. And luckily, we did, the referee didn't give it because yeah. it yeah. was very close. Or the linesman. Or the linesman who didn't give anything. Didn't give anything. It was it's awful. too scared. Yeah, <laughs> but when, when you play with the diamond format, you know, the, the fullbacks are crucial, aren't they? Yeah, they you are. Know, without your fullbacks, it's a non event. And um, you just become so narrow. For me, uh, Blair looked injured. Well, was injured, clearly. Yeah. Clearly injured. Yeah. Um, and Craig Baxter looked tired. Uh, Phil Turnbull looked as though he was treading water. So there was just that, that, that lack of spark which would have made a massive difference. It just goes to show how good we are when we are clearly not at the races. We get out of jail with a draw because really... We didn't deserve a point from that game. Still created chances. You know, their goalkeeper made a, a few very good saves. I you know? haven't watched the highlights. I forgot about the chance that uh, that Sadie made with his feet from yes. Daly. Again, had that got in, that might have given us the spark. But yeah. we just looked we looked tired, mm-hmm. which is a bit of a concern going into the Easter doubleheader. But one of the positives was the fact that prior to the game on Saturday, we saw... Anthony Callahan, yep. Josh Gillies, Carl Finnegan, Barry Smith. These lads, you know, I mean, Callahan's had a month's loan, played, started for Wickham in his final game, albeit at right back. Yeah. So clearly, there's going to be a little bit more competition for places yeah. and probably going to have to rotate the squad. Without a doubt. It's going to be two totally different games, isn't it, coming up? You know, yeah. away to Stafford on a, on a pitch, like, probably like an egg box. Yeah. Um, and then obviously back at our place, you know. But how far do you take rotation if, if they're going to rotate and, and rest? Which they're going to have to. I'm sure, I can't, can't believe they won't. How are they going to do it? But they don't mind putting Harmison on front, do they? Yeah, he probably still. If, if the pitch is bad, the, you've got your choices in the midfield, haven't you? But considering how well that middle three have played in the last month, yeah. six weeks, you have to say Saturday was an off day for, for that yes. little... Yeah. Uh, triumvirate you know yeah. other positions probably full backs is possibly where rotation will, co- will come in you know, Adam, Adams is obviously injured so you know yeah. Darren Loft who would walk into any other side in this league um, as, as a, a ready replacement but right back well who knows uh, if Baxter's you know he might be I don't know if he's carrying anything or but, just, just an off day yeah. we don't know but Gary Brown looks as though he's just about <clears throat> yeah. just about ready and Kala you know mm-hmm. um He's, he's, he's fit again, so he's another string to the bow. But we got out of jail, we got away with one on Saturday, you know, yeah. because, it, you know, what we what we need now is for Farsley to lose, where we only needed them to draw a yeah. game, we now need them to lose a game, but still, it's kind of, 
almost as you were yeah. uh, and we got out of jail I think a special mention for two players one is John Shaw because in the last five ten minutes he got on that box and he created havoc mm-hmm. he had one chance yeah. which you wouldn't think he used to be a striker <laughs> he, he, he spooned it wide didn't he yeah, and it was yeah. like that's, a, that's probably our last chance and then he ends up winning the penalty because it was his shot that was going in mm-hmm. brilliant for him and then Briggsy, because he didn't have his best game ever. Well, we were we were <laughs> advocating hooking him, you know, yeah. when they brought when they took Turnbull off. Yeah. Said, well, why don't they take Briggsy off? Because yeah. he was he had a pretty poor game, uh, but then wow, must have ice run through his veins really. To, for all the stuff that was going on there, so there was complaints about the the penalty. Referee speaks to the linesman, sends the player off. The player argues. Then there's pushing and shoving with Foley. And Cogden. Because Foley had pushed the lad who was digging the penalty spot up. Yeah. And then he's taken the penalty. And Briggs, he said there wasn't even any kind of white paint on the penalty spot when he came to take it. All of that going on, and he sticks it in the top right. It's unbelievable. It's a penalty. Nobody's going to stop that. But it was just a shame that it ended that way because Baseford, it was in the last video, in the last quarter of an hour, where really there was a few antics. There was, we had to go at one of their lads for taking a dive. Yes, um, we, we said a few, probably a few expletives that uh, were in the heat repeat. of the moment. Yeah, but um, prior to that, being a fairly, un- unless I missed something, it was a fairly, it was fairly evenly contested, properly contested game without any shenanigans um, until that last quarter of an hour. And their manager, by the way, has has said great things about our fans. Mm. Uh, it was on the Southfield social media site. The warmth we received from Southfield supporters far outweighed the disappointment of conceding the penalty. Absolute brilliant words mm. about how, and this is what it's all about in non-league, right? It's like how, after a game like that where there could have been animosity, it says in here the manager says that we actually clapped their fans away mm-hmm. when when they went when they went home out of the ground and yeah. we clapped their yeah. players. They're a good club and good people. Look, at it, it was a game that really was you know on a knife edge. You can understand why. People can can behave like that when it is on a knife edge, particularly when the whole season was almost resting on Saturday. Really, yeah, at that point, it would have been curtains. Had we, oh, it was playoffs without a doubt. If that you know without the penalty, yeah. it was it was playoffs. So tiredness, a, a big factor, mm-hmm. physical and mental, allied with a workman like Baseford. But the tiredness probably stemmed from the fact that. We put in 90 minutes of solid graft at, at Workington, a, yeah. a, a game I went to, and it was a game which, for the first time ever, I, I can't remember watching a Shields game where, from minute one, there was absolutely no intention of playing anything on the ground. I, I can't remember anything mm-hmm. that started on the ground. From minute one, it was long ball, Harmison up front, and then Connor Bell and the others were, were feeding off, and... It was um, actually, looking back, it was, it was absolutely terrific. We were saying, get the ball down, get the ball down. And, you know, mm-hmm. why? it was because it was automatic high ball. Everything was just lumped, literally lumped. But looking back, it was risk-free. No way was that ball going to be in our final third. Yeah, yeah. The ball was always going to be in their final third and we'll get the bits and pieces, which we did. It's pleasing to, to see because it shows we've got multi-dimensions to our mm. play now. And we're not just a one... A one-trick pony. Yeah. And if we do end up being in the playoffs, we might have to choose our tactics to who we play. 
Hopefully. Hopefully we'll be at home all the time. Home all the time, yeah. which kind of nullifies that to an extent. But I've never seen a more green looking pitch at Workington be so corrugated. It was just like a corrugated roof, right. really, to play on. Looking at it from a distance, it looked quite good. Mm. But uh, but it was a throwback, mind. What a ground. It's, <laughs> it's an old football league ground. It was like a proper throwback. The gents, urinals, was like this. Um, the brick wall, was it? Gully. Are you sure it just wasn't a brick wall and you had two strings? It had a bit of render on it anyway. <laughs> but, uh, it, was, it was a great old ground. Yeah. Sadly, it's going to get bulldozed shortly. But oh. uh, another great welcome. Working yeah. them were great hosts, lovely bar, good crack, and uh, it was a great trip. And the lads were, were excellent that night because they never once diverted from the, the game plan which was to play no risk football yeah. which meant that the ball was never going to be in our final third yeah there was the odd occasion where it was and they had the odd chance early on but once we really got into it particularly in the second half particularly when Darren Loft came on mm-hmm. he had an excellent second half Briggsy yeah. was substituted at half time because he was quite ineffectual um, in that particular game I know mm-hmm. in the first half Lee Pickman wasn't happy with him at times you, could, you, right. you know so they made that change and it, and it worked because Blair, who's probably carrying that knock even in that game, was able to push forward, didn't have to bomb up and down like he would as a leper. Loffy filled that gap. And with the with the, the energy of Connor Bell, Nathan Lowe and Luke Daly, allied with the aerial presence of of Harmison, it was kinda it was a very, very simple performance and very, very effective. And we got three points, which was all that counted. But the the game since we last got round the table we never really had to get out of third gear most of the time. Ronnie, you went to Marine. I think Marine was, they were a very good team. That, that's a fascinating ground as well. Behind one goal, you have this this nice, lovely stand. Just in front of the stand, you have a, a terrace. Oh, it's absolutely lovely. We'd love to see one of them in, 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 yeah. in Mariners Park. But then the side that the dugouts are at, spectators aren't allowed. It's just like a row of houses. Oh. With with gardens uh, where the dugouts are, yeah. and each of the gardens are numbered one to twelve, just so they can take a note of where the ball goes over <laughs> and get it after the match because they've got a whole load of balls. Yeah. And then they had a nice little terrace at the other end of the goal, which again I think if we had that just where our three G pitches, mm. that would be amazing. But yeah, it was a long journey down to Marine. It's like a, a strange place. What it's one of those like posh scouse places with the posh scouses you know where there's no yeah Paul McCartney's and uh, Ringo Starr <laughs> yeah. uh, but the game um, they were a strong team and mm-hmm. I think the uh, the scoreline flattered us a bit Yeah, they missed so many chances mm-hmm. and obviously we gave away an early penalty Liam mm-hmm. hooked the lad's leg and, and saved the penalty I was talking to a couple of the Marine fans, and that was the fifth penalty taker they've had this season because uh-huh. they missed five or six penalties. Uh-huh. So they got the penalty, and you hear them going, oh, I never missed <laughs> That's a bit negative, and then you find out why. But how we beat them there was Law and Daly. They just turned on the, on the style, and they were clinical. Mm-hmm. We took our chances, they didn't, and that's how we won that game. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Law and Daly. Um, they have been probably fair to say the the, the difference. Certainly since Daly's come in, Law started well, didn't he? he had a, when he first came to the club, he was excellent, yes. and then after he's sending off, yeah. when he came back from that, he just it didn't quite hit his straps. Like a faucet. Yeah, but the sign of Daly, they obviously know each other very well, good friends, and 
Lowe's game has just improved markedly since mm. Daly come in. And Daly's a, a really fine signing, I think. You know, you can just see the energy of the guy. It makes you wonder how like the sort of you know, he was wallowing in at Droylsden a bit. How yeah. how what happens to players when they get released from, from mm. pro clubs? Yeah. Um, he's clearly got something. But um, Marine couldn't get near him. No. He had a trick that they just could not get near him, so they started kicking him. Mm-hmm. So he got a lot of it. He was absolutely brilliant. It's just right. that split second. It's just, the th- it, I suppose, the higher up the levels you go, it's all about thought process, isn't it? Yeah. And just vision. And he's just that split second quicker than the most of the other players at this level, you know? Um, very, well, very good player. Clearly schooled at Man United, so it was all, it's all about speed of thought, speed mm-hmm. of foot. And, he, and he's clearly streets ahead of anybody else then. I've seen in this particular division yeah, this yeah. season. Conor Bell played well. It, Conor Bell's having a kind of a... He, he keeps looking like he's going to go on a run and mm. then dips a little bit. It looked like after that game he had the confidence because he played a lovely pass to uh, Daly for, for one of our goals. It looks like he's going to come and, and, and go on a run but then he, on Saturday again he dipped a bit. Mm-hmm. Do I think that's it's, to do with him? You know, I don't know how long it was from his last game in Scotland to playing... For Sam Shields, whether uh, you know, it might be another Foley where he didn't play for a long time, yeah. and just just need a run of games. He's a sort of player who looks like he should have this like huge turn of foot, yeah, and it's just not quite there. Whether that's just a lack, again lack of sharpness and fitness, I don't know. Mm. But um, time will tell with him. Yeah. You know. Good thing was he, he, he's, he's got, got a, a nuisance. He is a nuisance, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very much in the Finnegan mould, getting under defenders' noses, not quite with the same awkwardness of a Finnegan. Yeah. But because of his energy and quickness, he will be. A, he's a handful for the for defenders. But it's noticeable as well. You know, you're talking Law, Daly, uh, Bell. Each signing brings the average age of the squad down, oh, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're young players. Well, it's got to come down because if you look at the the start eleven on Saturday, Connell over thirty, Shaw over thirty, Baxter over thirty, Turnbull over thirty. So, and then the lads coming off the bench, Foley, Cogden, yeah. all over 30. Finnegan, when he comes back, to over 30. Yeah. Gary Brown's over. So, potentially that might be where the energy levels have just dropped because these lads are not robots. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're not robots, they're working men. Yeah. They've had to work hard. They don't get battled 2 o'clock in the morning from an away game on a Tuesday. They've got to then recover and, yeah. and they're at work and then they've got no time to recover. They've trained on Thursday. And then they've got a game on Saturday. And we are in April. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's a long it's, season. It's, yeah. <laughs> so these lads aren't low. And that's why the rotation, uh, I, I'm, that's what makes it even more surprising on Saturday that, we, you know, again, hindsight's great, but probably missed a trick. I don't think that'll happen again. So, the, well, like since the last podcast, we've had <clears throat> five games, right? Mm-hmm. We've had, I think if you'd give me that run, I would have took it. Of course you would. But what's making it like feel worse than it should be is the fact that Farsley are just not slipping up Farsley even though the um, North Ferriby things happened yes that's been quite clean more clean cut than I thought yeah where we've had an advantage so the pressure on that on Farsley plus us winning they, they just seem to be like, hats off to them it doesn't you know, the, seem to be say, you know, but we've all talked about the histrionics and the, the, the professionalism shall we say but of a good side yeah. you know and after forty games, the league won't lie, and whoever tops the league will be the best. You know, will be the best side. You know, they've got to lose a game. Where, where are they going to lose a game? You know, they've got Hyde, Whitby, and then Marine. And Marine. Game. Well, the only thing I can say really is the fact that they haven't got a big squad. You know, they they lost the 
the League Cup final to Trafford. Yeah. And the starting eleven for the Cup final was the same starting eleven from Saturday. Mm. So you just wonder and the bench, I think the whole I think the whole squad was exactly the same. So you wonder if there's anything left to come, you know, of any injuries. I mean there was a lad taken off after half an hour last night. Yeah. Um, the number six. So you wonder just what depth they've got. So then makes you wonder, hmm, could this be the weekend where we've got to play two games? Two games yeah. In a very short space of time, having also played that cup final on Tuesday night and lost, that might just be the because they've got to go to Whitby because they haven't lost for a while, have they? No, no, no. they've got to. So they've got Hyde at home. Hyde are still smarting from the loss they had because they weren't happy with the histrionics of Farsley right. at their place. So they've yeah. got a point to prove. But Whitby is a difficult, difficult place to go. And you just wonder whether energy levels will be enough. This mm. is why the Shield squad. Should be maximised. Well, Lee Pickton did say that in his post-match interview after Baseford. You know, he's he, he's you know he's quite obviously said there will be squad rotation. Oh. So it, it, you know, it's. You it, think they have a hundred percent trust in the whole squad? You know, I'm just I'm just thinking. Yeah. there's players. Who, um, I think by this at this point in the season, probably. Yeah. I think there were one or two maybe who were let go earlier in the season or, or farmed out on loan, mm. possibly. Didn't and they didn't place faith in them, but I think what's what's there, I think they do. Mm. Yeah, because of course, Dan Wright should be back as well because, yeah, Northern League season's finished, finished. so yeah. he'll be back. And there's another energetic midfielder, yeah. Um, so players like him, so he, he may well play if play up, you know, if the playoffs do beckon, then the likes of those guys will, will probably play in the Durham Challenge Cup final, yeah, because they are eligible, you yeah, know. Um, but um, I think you know we talk about Farsley. Will it slip up against Hyde? Will it slip up against uh, Whitby? Potentially, yes. But our two games over the weekend are, are real, no tough ones. Like a, a long trip to Stafford. It's um, hard. It, it's it's hard. And then 190 miles. Yeah. And then two days later, like Scarborough, who by then may not have anything to play for. Probably will, but might not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Scarborough have got two of the best players in the league playing for them. Yeah, perennial Coulson top scorers, Coulson Walsh. Yeah. yeah, you know, a side who hit the buffers uh, over the over the last few months, but terrific uh, squad on paper, and they'll be here to do a job. Whether they've got something to play for or not, mm. they'll be dangerous opponents. And we, you know, we have to get six points, otherwise it's it's definitely the playoffs. You, know? you fancy the biggest crowd of the season so far on Easter Monday? Oh, I'd have thought so. Yeah, no, yeah, none of the big over two thousand, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Northern League's finished. Northern League's finished. There's no um, Sunderland Newcastle games. Um, Scarborough again. will bring a few. Scarborough will bring yeah. a lot. Should be good. Oh, yeah. looking forward to a few sherbets. That's what it's all about. A few sherbets before and after. June. <laughs> <laughs> uh, notwithstanding the weekend's games, hopefully there'll be something, something riding on the Gainsborough game, the final game of the season. There's now a fifth bus being opened up for travellers. Should the league title be hinging on it, I dare say there'll be even more buses. You know, right. I think people probably wait for after the Scarborough game and if you know if there's a chance of winning the league on that Saturday, there'll be several more, I would have thought. And then you'll have a lot of people driving down. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people staying overnight. Yeah. It's a bit like Whitby. Yeah. There's I know of at least 30, 40 people who are staying overnight. Yeah. Because um, it's down Lincolnshire, you know, it's not All as right. if it's Trans Pennine or anything like that. Another very, very tough game. Gainsborough actually, the chance that you know, they've got a chance of finishing fifth it could well be opponents in the playoffs. They're finishing the season well, and um, I'm 
it's anyone's guess, you know, yeah. if, if you, when you play games. But you know, you don't want to choose like who would you rather play because that's just a dangerous game. You know, you yeah. just play who you get. But of the of the sides currently in the playoff spots, I, I, I think games were the most dangerous, to be honest. A couple of weeks ago, there was the the league awards, and um, one of our own got into the the team of the year, voted for by supporters. One of our lot got voted in the the writers team of the year. So Briggsy and uh, Dylan Morse. Surprised there were no more in any of those sites. Surprised about John Shaw not being there, but I think they had the two Warrington centre halves. And they've conceded hardly yeah, any goals. I think that, they've only conceded <laughs> thirty goals this yeah. season. Um, so it kind of stats back that up. I think yeah, and I think with the supporters, most supporters are living live in the northwest, yeah. won't know much still about our players. We're still relatively new in, in, yeah. in these leagues, mm. so they'll, they'll focus on the players that they know who have seen for years, yeah. you know. And we haven't had a prolific goal scorer. No, who's been there throughout the whole season. We made Mason if he'd been there. For Throughout the whole season, might have racked up quite a lot of goals. Yeah, but we haven't had a goal scorer that's got like right at the top of the charts, mm. like Walshaw or someone like that. Who's yeah, consistently got over twenty goals. Yeah, season. he's done it year after year. Yeah. Speaking of Mason, is, do you think he's fully fit? No, um, he looked slightly tired in the penultimate home game, and Saturday was quite quite. Peripheral at times, made a few good moments, mm. but a slightly peripheral. Just, I just think it's, I think it was physical and mental tiredness th- throughout mm. mm-hmm. that just took its toll, and hopefully that because there'll be no midweek games this week. Yeah, got a couple of training sessions in, and hopefully they'll be programmed to get the players ready. That might just give him a little bit of energy boost that he's because he clearly he wasn't, you know, when Lee Mason's firing. Yeah, we didn't a, create many chances. No. From Mesa's never going to be a sprinter. He's never going to be quick off, you know. But he's got a speed of thought, yeah. which gives him an extra yard. Yeah, great vision, huge kind of awareness of space, and it just wasn't there on Saturday. It's just like everybody else. Yeah. Uh, but so he wasn't hundred percent either. Maybe carrying a knock, but mm-hmm. clearly not hundred percent. We put out a request if any listeners wanted to ask us any questions. Yep. Prior to us getting round the table again. Ronnie, what? So Ian Wilburn asked if he could talk about the playoffs, mm. super playoffs, etc. <laughs> how that all works, and I think it's a great question because it's pretty complicated. And I think it's worth going through it. Well, it is pretty complicated. It's simple when you know how, but getting there is pretty difficult. Fundamentally, the, the the simplest way of looking at it for me is you win our playoffs, and then you play another final. Yeah. <laughs> you just, that's the that's the easiest way, but it's to how you get there. It's who you play, where you play. Do you want me to go through it? Yeah, go on. And I'll yeah. back you up with some stats. Right. Keep us right. So champions go up automatically. Yeah. Teams finish in second, third, fourth, and fifth. Then go into playoff semi-finals. Second plays fifth. Third plays fourth. Second and third place teams have home advantage. Yeah. That'll be a Tuesday night game. Tuesday night, or Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. I think it's a Tuesday, um, 30th of April, I think. Well, they've got, they've got an option, you can play Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. So I think Shields will go for the Tuesday, yeah. ordinarily. So immediately after the Gainsborough game, should Shields not win the league, they'll go into a playoff on the Tuesday or Wednesday night. Oh, that quick. Should be at home. It should be. I can't see it. It is, it is. It's it's home. Home. You know? yeah. Yeah. Ideally, you want to finish second, because then if you finish second and you win the semi-final you have home advantage in the final, which is on the Saturday, 
the day after the Durham Challenge Cup final. You then become the Northern Premier League playoff winners, but you then go into a super playoff against the winners of the Southern Premier League Central Division. And the home team is the team who has the highest points per, per game, game ratio yeah. over the league season. So currently, South Shields have 2.19 points per game. Mm-hmm. Warrington have 2.11. So if we and uh, Stourbridge, who yeah, are the, the nearest, the, the highest in the other league, have only got 1.92. Yeah. So it looks likely that whoever comes second out of Warrington and South Shields, second in our league, will end up with home advantage all the way through this, the playoffs. Providing they win Providing the games. They win the games, yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, it's the team who finished highest in the league after the semi-finals. Yeah. Host it. Yeah. So, yeah. for instance, if Shields got to the semi-final and lost, Warrington played the other semi-final and won, they would have an advantage because they finished in yeah. third place. Yeah. And the candidates in the other league are Stourbridge, Kings Lynn, Alverchurch, and no one else by, yeah. the, by this because... Some big big old names from yeah, non-league from football, football yeah. there. Kings yeah. Lynn, um, mm. Alverchurch, yeah, yeah. FA Cup, lots of qualifiers. Hist- yeah, lots of history there. So... So yeah, it's a shame because this is going to be the one and only season with super playoffs. Because mm. next season they're going back to having. Well, next season there's going to be normal promotion. They've actually extended the national league uh, north and south to twenty four teams yeah. in this division. So there'll be, uh, in fact, I think next season there'll be three northern league teams promoted. Yeah, which the is northern great. It's about time as well. Just like, because when you look at the national league, the, the conference, if you like now. The bottom seven or eight are all down south. Mm-hmm. So like, two clubs are going to come into uh, National the National League North. Could be as far south as Gloucester. Or something south like of the Watford Gap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is and the dates are, I don't know if you'd said the dates, but the dates are Saturday, May the 4th. Yes. For the final of our league. And then the Saturday after for the Super Playoff. Yeah. 11th. And honestly, it's like either way, if we win the league, it's going to be amazing. But it's going to be exciting to watch this unfold, isn't yeah, it? It's certainly big is crowds there'll be if we're playing at home all the time. Excitement. Yeah, it's what what non-league is all about. It just reiterates firmly why I watch non-league football and I don't go to Premier League or Championship football. It's what it's all about. Finish second if if you don't win the league. Finish second. It gives you a much better opportunity of of progressing. I dare say I'm going to put me. I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say whoever wins our playoff will go up. Right. In my view. Yeah, I think, I mean, on, well, on paper, yes, because I think our league is really stacked. It's a tough, tough league and I, I can't believe there's the same strength and depth in, in any of the other step, yeah. uh, step, three, step three leagues. So if you look at Stourbridge, who are second in that league, in the Central mm. League, they've won 21 games, whereas we've won 25 and Warrington's won 23. Mm-hmm. So they lose a lot more they don't win as many games as, as our league does mm. um, in those teams. So it does look like they're weaker, but I bet they're, they're a very good team. That'd be a good sign. But you'd fancy, you know... If, if whoever's at, you know, if a team from our league is at their best, yes. they'll, they'll, they'll win. But, yeah. you know, yeah. but that's, yeah. it's a big if. You know, it's, a, uh, it's a cup final. Any other questions come in, Ronnie? Yeah, one from uh, Richard Morgan. Do we have any views about who might leave at the end of the season, whose contracts might be up, etc., etc.? Ooh, tough one at this stage because obviously there's still a lot of football to be played. But one thing is certain, there's a lot of players are going to be out of contract at the end of the season because there's a lot of lads signed two-year deals immediately after Wembley. 
The likes of Gav Cogden, Liam Connell, Craig Baxter, John Shaw, Dylan Morse, yeah. are all going to be out of contract. A lot depends on which league we're going to be in, whether we stay in the Northern Premier League, whether we go into National League North. Because National League North is, yes, it's a step up, but it's a step up in, in many ways because it's a more professional league, of course. There's one or two full-time teams. Yeah. So there's going to be more travel. Although I say more travel, the actual average distance might, might drop because of the fact that it might have three, four, so the therefore six to eight um, local derbies. Yeah. So the actual miles that are travelled over the season will probably drop. But some of the distances in one-off journeys will increase. Training might increase to cope yeah. with the extra burden. So will some of these lads be um, able, not willing, but able to be able to fit in with that? likes of Liam Connell, Gavin Cogden, Craig, but they all work mm. and they're over 30. Will they want to go to that next level again? I've got my doubts about one or two, but um, there will be changes. <clears throat> For me, it's about, it's about getting the average age of the squad down. You mentioned it earlier, si, you know, the introduction of Bell, Daly and Lowe. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not, but it's not just bringing the age down, it's, it's widening the net to bring players in from outside the northeast. But the average age has to come down because next season everybody else is going to be a year older. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a good topic for our end of season podcast. Very much so. Probably not best to talk about levers yeah. at this <laughs> stage of the season. But it's just guesswork, isn't it? Because yeah. we just don't know. But what I would say, you know, you, you think about the next level. Our, our nemesis in the FA Cup this season was Stockport. They're now top of National League North. Mm-hmm. And you th- on that day, you thought, that, you know... They were average. We had them in the first yeah, half. We had them in the first yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just goes to show that really it, it, a lot of it is about physicality, I think, at that level. They're all going to be talented footballers and, and, and mm-hmm. have their skills and whatnot, but it's about physicality. Yeah. Uh, the, pace, the pace jumps. Yeah. Strength, you have to be stronger. Yeah. Fitter, faster. But thanks, thanks Richard for that one. Uh, thanks have, thanks to one. Ian for, for his question. Got one from our friends at Up the Mariners Twitter handle. No place for diving in non-league. Leave that for the Premier League. Uh, <laughs> it's sad in a way because as we've gone up the leagues, the histrionics have in, increased. And that's a worry as we go potentially into National League North, National League. In another forum, Stuart Ranthwick mentioned the other night that... Uh, it's 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 quite it's them in a little way. It's kind of put took the edge off the season to an extent because one of the reasons he stopped watching Premier League football was histrionics, yeah. and, and you didn't get that yeah. in, in in the <clears throat> Northern League. But we're seeing it now, particularly with far. We saw a little bit more last season, but this season in particular, at times has been. There's just there's a bigger ratio of you know ex professional club players, so they've been schooled at it. It's part of the game, sadly, yeah. at that level. Um, you know, you even see kids now. Uh, you know, it's schoolboys and uh, and they're at it, um, which is a real shame. Not all clubs do it. To, um, you know, each club probably has the odd one. You know, we've probably got one or two ourselves. That's you what know. I was going to say. You know, it's really interesting if we start doing that. Yeah, we, we, it's one. Of, we you know we've had some dodgy ones over the last couple of years. We've got the odd penalty one. Mm-hmm. If I, they, well, we'll see. It's a dive, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's not a game plan. And, and one or to two me, it's, it's not so much the. Diving, it's the reaction after the dive and the, the ah, yeah, 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 there was a scream, a scream, you know. Yeah. Um, that's certainly for, that's a professional thing, and and I think with non league football, we, we love it for for various reasons, and you know, you get away from this, Jonics. But I think as we go up the levels, fingers crossed, we do, 
Um, it's not just the, the, the diving of the players, it's, it's the behaviour of the supporters. There are some ex-football league clubs you know, who, who support yeah. that still think they're in the football league and act accordingly. So they, 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 you know, we've got to you know, brace ourselves. So one or two fairly big changes in, in, on a match day. I think uh, it's also been behaviour of benches as well. I yeah. mean, the Farsley bench, you know, awful. Yeah. Um, the the base for bench towards the end of the game on Saturday not great. You can but like we've touched upon that earlier. Yeah. You know, we're going to understand why. Yeah. Tempers are flaring, but I mean the the the, the Farsley management clearly advocate what goes on, and they are they are off jumping off the bench and yeah. you know Allah you know back in the European days of the sixties and seventies. Yeah. No place for it in non-league football, but unfortunately. Because, as Sai says, there's going to be more players who are going to filter down from, from Football League, Premier League, academies, down into this, these divisions. They've been schooled that way. So you're going to get that. Yeah. The worry, I'm, I'm, it's, the, it's, it's the antics after the dive and it's the antics of the bench. Yeah. Not that, that worries me. Mm-hmm. There's no place for that, definitely. Well, I've took a dive in a football match before. I think probably we've all done it. But it, it's the histrionics that goes around it. Yeah. That is just, for me, no place. And uh, thanks, um, up the Mariners, we know who you are. <laughs> that, thanks for that question. Any more, Ronnie? Just one more comment from Darren Tinmouth, who I must thank, by the way, for working out the points per game. Yeah, uh, stat up. Table. Uh, it's in reference to the Baseford penalty uh, sports saga. Something about the word scandalous. Yes. All these put. <laughs> So I agree. Yes, it was scandalous. Briggsy said that there wasn't any white white paint yeah. on the spot when he, when he came to take the penalty. What I found most amusing, having found out that there was no paint, is that he tried to put the ball down, and and, and the baseball player said he needed to move it back. And the <laughs> said, "Well, where do you put it?" <laughs> um, well, that was poor. I mean, that really is very naughty. It was. It was very naughty. I've seen it on the cricket pitch. Before. You've seen it on the cricket pitch yeah. before, yeah. Duffing um, up the cricket pitch. Oh, I've seen that before. But I don't happened. think I've seen it. It did it's happen. I'm sure it happened at Mariners Park last season or the season before. I really? can't remember. I can't remember the opponents. Yeah, it has really? happened. It has happened before. But um, what was also poor is um, Gav Cogman got an elbow and a, and a headbutt. Not the headbutt doesn't look much, but the elbow was a bit naughty. Again, that was poor. And it was fair. a clear handball. But I don't know what they were going to I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But, but fair play to base. Was the sending off? Was, do you think the real the, the beef was about the red card? But it didn't in the, in the I mean, it was so late in the game, it didn't really matter. I think the really beef was about the handball. He, he denied that he denied had it. But it was, yeah, yeah I mean, it's like yeah, that. Um, but, you know, hats off to Basefed for the representative who, who, who sent that. The tweet. manager, yeah. Was it the manager? The manager. Was it not a supporter? No, it was the manager. Wow. It was a quote from the manager. That was excellent. And I. And, you know, I've loved this season. It's fun. Well, hang on, no, I was a supporter. I was going to say, I had to be, I be the manager. Um, Stuart Bayless. Stuart Bayless. Um, one of the things that, I, that um, we're thinking about doing is to try and freshen things up a little bit for the end of the season through the summer um, to get another kind of angle. Um, we're looking to bring in to the studio <laughs> <laughs> um, fans. Not just us, but the odd fan who may have real history with the club, who've been with the club through thick and very thin. One or two out there who I know who, who are quite keen, but if anyone who's listening knows of a, a supporter who you feel would really uh, benefit us by joining us for a session, 
to talk about their their memories of Simon Side Hall, Jack Clark Park, Phil Trona Park, Peter Lee. Would be delighted to hear from you. Send us a direct message on uh, on Twitter. That would be great, just to give us another angle because we can't talk about nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, there'll be plenty to talk about next time around. There'll be plenty to talk about the time after that because we're going to, you know, it's either going to be one or two postseason casts because we're going to we're going to have to get together after the league campaign whether we win the league or get into the playoffs because mm. we need to preview the playoffs and then we'll have to get back in after the playoffs so if, if there's anyone out there who would like to join us there's no pressure it's not as if um, you're on candid camera or anything like that you'll be edited professionally <laughs> yeah. it would be great great to have them or if you have any, if you don't want to come on and you have any stories, just send mm. them to us and yeah. we can read them out. We're looking for real good stories, funny stories about mm. following South Shields and I think it'll be fascinating to hear what people have to say about it. Absolutely. So, we've come a long way this this season. Prior to the season, um, we, we made some predictions and uh, I, I felt Shields would, would be there or thereabouts. So, looking at it with three games to go... Are we where you expected us to be, Sai? Yes, I think so. I mean, I, you know, in your heart of hearts, you want to win the league and you think in the back of your mind, yeah, we're, we're good enough to win this league. Certainly some performances, you know, have been outstanding. But it's a, it's a tough league. You know, you know every, people who have experience of this league, you know, we, we've had Mark Hurthers in uh, over the season and, you know, he, he made no you know, bones about this. This is tough. And you think, well, still got a good side, but it's been tough, and mm. and it's you know very very enjoyable, very entertaining at times, and um, it's still ex- you know it's on a knife edge, yeah. and you really can't ask for more than that really. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I think pretty much yeah, I think we are where where I thought we would be. Mm-hmm. And if if you'd said with at the start of the season with three games to go, you know you've got you've got this chance of getting out of that promotion, yeah, you'd take that. I think yeah, Ronnie. I thought we'd win. I thought we'd win it because of the investment we've got on the squad, the quality of the squad, the fan base that we've got. I thought we'd win it, not massively, no. but I thought we'd we'd probably win it with like four points, five points to spare. And I think our away form at the start of the season is coming back to haunt us because yeah. yeah. we went on a run, a couple of runs that couple of runs, yeah, hurt us and. Yeah. Is it the Bam- was it the Bamba Bridge game that has cost us? Because you know when you think we've beaten Farsley after beating Farsley, you think actually it is ours now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then to, to to throw away a three one lead against a team that potentially are going to be relegated, that yeah. that was that sort of just took knocked the stuffing out of us a bit. Well, in effect, that lost us three points really, because not only we drop two points there, mm. we go to Grantham and feel as though we have to win the game when we got back into the game at one one. Had we won on the Saturday, would we have gone gung ho looking for a winner? Possibly not. So really, it, it could well have cost us three points. Mm-hmm. Um, that for me was the telling. That will be the telling factor. Yeah, I've got a feeling that Farsley will drop two points. We'll get a draw out of yeah. one, some of the, one of these games, and we'll come up just short. I felt I said in the previous podcast. I said that. With the North Ferriby, if the record was expunged and we get the benefit of the, you know, um, I fancied us for the title. Yeah. Saturday's results probably put that to bed for me. And Fawzi haven't skipped the beat? No. They've been excellent and, and hats off to them. Yeah. So, it's all to play for. Three games to go, nine points. 
it all goes well for a terrific Easter. And so we're coming to the end of yet another Mariners podcast. It's been a pleasure to get on the table again with you lads and putting on a little bit of a show for the listeners. <laughs> so, Sai, Ronnie, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you. And on behalf of, of the three of us, thanks for listening. Feel free to send those tweets in, those messages. Try and get yourselves to get out our name out there a little bit more on Twitter if you can. We'd love to get a few more listeners. At the end of the day, we're just a group of lads that want to talk about the club because it is great. And it's great talking about proper football. So we wish you all a very, very happy Easter. We'll see some of you around the ground, I'm sure, on Easter Monday. And from me, Chris, Ronnie and Sai, it's goodbye for now. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this Mariners podcast. There'll be another one along soon before you can say Julio Arca.